We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny Meringue. I found two empty bottles of a particularly decent Chateau de War Bordeaux 57 in your rubbish. Dusty Hera. You went through my garbage? This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. I find it particularly offensive that you use them to wash down an order from something called Macho Taco. And Portland's sports leader, 1080. I would never drink a Bordeaux with a Macho Taco. The Fan. It was a burrito machissimo. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Danny is out. He's got the cocoa. Uh, he has got COVID. He's doing okay. Um, he wanted to make sure that everybody knows this just goes on his scroll of injuries, okay, and illnesses for, for one Danny Meringue. He's got, I would start listing them, but it, we'd be here all day. Yeah, we don't have a long enough show. We do not. No, we do not. Uh, we do start hour number two, though. Uh, talking a little Portland Trailblazers, though, because uh, over the weekend, uh, setback against the Utah Jazz, which a uh, little bit of the shine is starting to come off this Blazers team. It is an 82-game uh, season. They're not going to win all of them. Oh, it is? Really? Yeah, it is. It is. It, it truly is. But we now have our first back-to-back losses of the Blazers season. And um, don't know if you know this, they're playing the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. They're pretty good. <laughs> pretty good basketball team. Yeah. They got this guy named Giannis. I think I heard of him. Yeah, he's good at basketball. Uh-huh. Um, and these are kind of what the ebbs and flows are going to do. This is why it was like, and don't panic at the beginning of the year. Like, you will have a dip. They will come back down to earth. But that's what made that first initial charge this season so impressive was that they bought themselves a lot of goodwill that the Blazers in time, years past have not. They have not gone down this road and been able to, to exhale and breathe, it'd be even more of a panic because it would. This would have been like the third time the Blazers have lost back-to-back games <laughs> you know, this early in the year. But this is the first one. A setback to the Nets on a on a crazy tip back um, by O'Neal, and now you have this game against the Utah Jazz, which was, uh, you know, it was touch and go type of game. But you lose by five, and bigger than that, though, is that you lose Damian Lillard again. And this is a – I'm starting to get a little worried here uh, about Damian Lillard because this is the second time that he has gone down with a a calf injury. And they, they are still calling it a grade one calf strain. He'll be reevaluated in one to two weeks. Um, but it's – I mean, it's a calf strain. What are you calling it in the update? The Soloris? Oh, let's see here. It was the uh, soleus, soleus muscle in the lower right leg. The soleus muscle. Okay. I, 
any soft tissue early in the year, it worries me because of the fact that if you don't wait until you are absolutely 100%, then it, it will continue to linger. And this is where the concern is for me is that that's apparently what they did the first time where they were kind of holding him back and he said, no, I'm good. I'm 100%. I can go. And he did sit out um, that road trip, that first road trip, and then you get him back and or I guess into that second road, that first road trip. But you get him back and he looked like the old dame again. And then, boom, here we are about this same amount of time into the season uh, where he got hurt. He comes, takes his rest, comes back, same amount of time goes, and then, boom, it's dinging up again. It's going to be another one to two weeks. And unfortunately for Portland, they don't have a four-day gap right in the middle of all of these games like they had the first time that, that Dame was out. He's going to miss some significant time here with this, and he should because this team, no matter how good they played at the beginning of the year, they will not reach even that 500 mark that we kind of set the bar at if that if Damian Lillard is hurt throughout the course of the season. They well, have got to make sure they nip this in the bud now. Yep. And I hope, you know, and this is the hard part with Dame, is that, he is such a competitor that he's going to want to be out there. He's going to he's going to want to push to play. Yeah. And it is really hard to tell a guy that is one as good as he is, but uh, that is as steadfast in his commitment to his team and his teammates um to keep him on the sidelines when he may feel like he's okay. You got to give it some extra time because uh if he is limited and this thing does drag on bye-bye 2022-23 season. Yeah. Well, and that one-week timeline, if you just look at it as the week, that's the entire four-game road trip coming up, and they come home for one quick game against the Clippers and go back and hit the road again for two more. Uh, And the two-week timeline basically is that seven-game stretch. And so you could look at uh, uh, basically probably the earliest, I would assume, would be perhaps that – Sunday, December fourth, home game against the Pacers, where they start another home stand. And this is where, this is where the Blazers stand right now. I was talking to Danny uh, before the show, and we were talking about you know Dame and in this calf injury, and don't expect to see him anytime soon. I mean that that's it. I mean it will be he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks, and they're going to and they're rightfully so going to be very cautious with Damian yeah. Lillard. Yeah. Especially because um, that's it's the same calf. Yeah, yep. And this is going to be another tough uh, trip. I mean, it start we as we said it starts with Milwaukee uh, tonight. You go to a really good Cleveland team, and then you got the Knicks and and Brooklyn uh, in a one-two punch on on Friday and Sunday. And we all know what they say. And this is the hard part about it. We, you know the the adage in the NBA is teams bet against the teams that have more than one night in, in, in Brooklyn or in New York. And they go in, they have a, uh, they play Wednesday in Cleveland. I imagine they're not going to spend Thanksgiving in Cleveland. They're going to want to get to New York. Yep. So you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday in New York before that Sunday game <laughs> against the Nets. Yikes. Yep. You play the, the yeah. Knicks on Friday, and then uh, that is what they always say, is that, yeah. hey, if you got extra nights in, in cities like New York or L.A. or Miami or – uh, Atlanta, yeah. y- you're going to get got there. Well, and not only that, but that Sunday Tough game trip. against the Nets is a nooner. <laughs> Early afternoon game. They're, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that one's, that one's, that's got sluggish start written all over it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, 
but again, they gave themselves quite a cushion uh, with a when they started the season ten and four. Uh, two losses, a blip on the radar. Um, you just can't let these things balloon and get out of control. Yeah, you want to get those early wins, you know, get them when, get them while you can. But I mean, this is why my panic meter is probably at like a, a seven or an eight right now. One, a repeat injury this early in the year for for Lillard, coming off of really what was the first injury of his career to keep him out for an extended amount of time. Um. And then now you do it in a situation, and when it happens, I think it is important because of the fact that they have lost back-to-back games against Brooklyn and Utah, and you go on a trip that is way tougher than even uh, that first six-game trip because of the caliber of teams that you're playing. Um, and the matchup problems that they do pose, especially um, you know the, the way that you start this thing where you have Milwaukee, and Cleveland, and the next time that you play the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Kyrie Irving will be on the floor for him, and that is going well, to be which maybe that helps the Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you ain't kidding. Five zero three two five zero ten eighty. That is the fan text line. Uh, where's your panic meter for for this uh, Trailblazers team? Uh, I would love to hear from from Rip City on this one because of the fact that this team started out so well and the fact that you have these back-to-back injuries is going to be a very tough um it's going to be a tough road for Lillard especially to go through uh because of the fact that he's not used to being dinged up and being on the sidelines but they're going to have to force him to sit on the sideline for another extended amount of time um and I bet that's frustrating as I'll get out he he talked about it the first time he got hurt which is like dude I I I sat out last year like I from de- from late December all the way through the end of the last year, I've sat out. Like I'm good with sitting. I want to get back on the floor, but this is exactly why you don't push it a little bit too early. And he's going to be out probably for longer than he was even that first time. Well, and I bet with that one to two week timeline, I guarantee you we don't. They hit that one week, and it's going to they're going to take the whole two weeks. Would you be stunned uh, to see this losing streak continue throughout the entire um, road trip? No, I no. mean it's I mean, a tough trip, man. Yeah. Well, because you got you got the trip, and then it's all. Uh, it's not only is it the trip, but uh, after you play in Brooklyn, you come home for one game to face the Clippers, and then it's you're it's the first of a back to back, and they head down to L.A. to face the Lakers. So I mean, this seven game stretch. I mean, how do, great is that though? You can sit there and you can look at the Lakers and be like, "Yeah, hey, you can beat them without Dame now." Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's, you know yeah, this the seven game stretch. So it could it could it could easily get out of hand. Yep, and that is that is why you build up that that goodwill. Um, this text five zero three two five zero ten eighty just came said Jeremy Grant got to not take crap from Giannis and go right at him, outplay him. You see Giannis uh, the little dust up that he had in Philly the other night. Uh, it, yeah, he was, was he sticking around and trying to work on his free throws because yeah. he went like four of fifteen from the line. Yeah, he had a rough night at the free throw line, so yeah, he wanted to get to the the charity stripe and and get shots up. Well, a uh, problem. Uh, yeah. The 76ers crew, I, I don't know how long people usually stick around, but they get in there quickly yeah. to turn everything out, right? Yeah. You, they're, they're, whether it's the TV crew, whether if it's a national game, it's taking down their cameras uh, that, are, that are fixed to the backboard or you know they're lowering hoops or fixing something. Like they, they get on it quickly. Ladders come out of 
every which way in an arena after a game. Yep. And the the takedown staff for the 76 were out there. They're just doing their jobs. Yeah. And Giannis is like out there throwing a ladder. I've never seen this. That's a hor- That is a bad look for Giannis, a yeah. guy who, to this point, he seems like the perfect star in the NBA. Right. The perfect star in the NBA. That was the first time that it's like, oh, like yeah. that's a that's the first nasty side that we've seen of Giannis outside of the folks that say Giannis is a dirty player for as much as he smiles and has a great smile, million dollar smile. Um, he is a dirty player and kind of a cheap shotter. You know, you get a lot of those takes coming out there. But um, outside of like that, which look, competing on the on the floor is something completely different than throwing a ladder while people are trying to work and yeah right it's not their fault you miss those free throws bud yeah maybe if you would have made them during the game you wouldn't be so mad about them putting a ladder up now <laughs> right <laughs> well yeah i mean it, 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 he doesn't have other time to go work on his free throws do that at practice then maybe you don't go four or 15 in the game go to the other end go to the other end um all right let's see here uh more text on the fan text on 503-250-1080 um I was on the game on Saturday, and I thought the second team played better than the first team for the Blazers. It, look, here's something about this Blazers team. It's nice to have a bench unit that can function and not, you know, where, where you don't have to, where you don't roll them out there and be like, all right, how, how much of this lead are they going to give up? They can. They can play well when you've got guys like, you know, Justice Winslow back, and he's not going to fill up, you, you know, the, the stat sheet ever really. Um, but the minutes that he gives you when he is out there on the floor on both ends, he does a lot of things that, that won't show up. Um, I think he only he only had like one point. He made, he made a free throw, I think. Um, and that was it. But Drew Eubanks has continued to play very well for this Blazers team. And he's given you minutes and really stealing minutes. And then Shaden Sharp coming off the bench, man. This rookie, John Hollinger has a piece up at The Athletic right now. Uh, I recommend if you are a Blazer fan, go and read it. Because he is, I mean, he's saying sky's the limit for this guy. And you can see he has got a a bag that has every tool you could imagine in it. And it is just getting him used to, at first it was the speed of the NBA game. But now it is kind of the nuance of when you pick and choose to to take those tools out of your bag. Right? And how often you go to the same tool. And, you know, we see him go up for those posterizing dunks all the time, and he puts himself at risk a lot because, like, in the NBA, I think the San Antonio game is a great example of this, where he went up for it and Josh Hart threw that lob. But, like, hey, there is a little bit to 82-game season. you got to watch your body, bud. <laughs> you got to take care of yourself a little bit more and know when to go and do that and, and when pick and choose your spots a little bit more. And the nuance of the game, I think that having Chauncey Billups on that bench, having the staff that, that Billups has assembled, the Blazers are a well-coached team right now. And they, they do make adjustments. And we are seeing in front of our eyes even from, you know, we have a very small sample size because it's only 16 games so far. But we saw last year with when they were mailing it in, the coaching didn't stop. And you saw growth. Think of Drew Eubanks from when he got to Portland as a castaway from San Antonio to where he is now giving serviceable minutes. I think that is a credit to the staff. And I really look forward to seeing what uh, Billups and the rest of the staff do with a guy like Shaden Sharp because they're getting pretty much a blank slate 
that has got all the potential in the world. And if they can tap that into a bona fide star in the NBA, which a lot of a lot of folks that, that are now diving into Shane Sharp's game do believe he can be a bona fide star in this league, this team is very scary. Yeah, he's got a pretty shot, too. My goodness, is that jumper smooth? Yep, yep, yep. All right, <clears throat> That is the fan text line. All right, um, <clears throat> let's drive back into college football because we are going to have a circle of trust moment here. Where we are going to, we are going to have be a safe space, um, and we can't repeat this when Danny's back. Okay. Danny Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Okay, it's time for a circle of trust here while Danny's, uh, while Danny's gone. Noted USC homer. USC's really damn good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him. Now, this is, a, this is something that that UCLA-USC game, they put up points. I think that having that game in one of those prime spots and prime viewing windows on the East Coast is great. Uh, and because USC, they took care of their business again. And it wasn't perfect, and it wasn't pretty all the time uh, for USC. But for me, I watched that game against uh, UCLA, and I just think of the way that they lost to Utah, where they got into a, a shootout. They got drug into deep water, and Utah ended up finding a way to pull that one out with a 43-42 win. This was the high-scoring affair that USC, they got into a track meet, and they found a way to win the game at the end. It wasn't a runaway. And now you're looking at the way that USC has won games this year at home and on the road now. They've done it in all different ways. They got into one of those, you know, slow you down, like you're just tromping through the mud games against Oregon State where you're in Corvallis and... You know, it's a half of a stadium, and it took them a while just to look comfortable and get going, and they end up winning 17-14. You lose the low-scoring game, or you win the low-scoring game. You lose a shootout. Now you redeem that, and you win in one of those shootouts against UCLA. We were talking in the first hour. You get into a tight game, a high-scoring game uh, against um, Cal, a Cal team that shouldn't be hanging around with you, but you find a way to hang on to it. 
And in years past, this is where Pac-12 teams have shot themselves in the foot repeatedly, time and time again. But this USC team is is proving they are more than than that run-of-the-mill Pac-12 team that'll just find themselves on the outside looking in. And that was a big win against UCLA. And to seal it with an interception and win the way that they did, I think that says a lot about this team because they were in a hole. And it looked like UCLA was starting to get that engine revving, and here we go. Look, this is going to be the end of the Pac-12's run for a college football playoff berth. But they found a way to fight back and get back into the game. You know, those two turnovers that they forced at the end of the first half were absolutely massive, those interceptions. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson having his uh, arguably his most frustrating and worst game of the year uh, from a turnover standpoint in that one, that is one part DTR uh, giving the ball up. But create your luck, man. And USC has done this all season long, and now we've seen consistency in what USC does in they are a bend but don't break. They are a you can rack up yards, hell, you can rack up points even, but we will get turnovers. And they they are forcing turnovers at an insane clip. And remember, this is how they started the year. And they're finishing it now that they're getting healthy again on that defensive side of the ball. And they're getting guys like Gentry back. This is a scary USC team. In Pac-12 terms, I like USC a lot because I think that we are going to have a good Pac-12 championship game, and I really am looking forward to a matchup against if we can get Oregon and USC. Oregon has to take care of their business this week. Uh, USC has punched their ticket. They are in because their final game this year is against Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is going to give a, a, a big test to USC because they're playing great football right now. But that Which, win for That's SC, quite the start turnaround, too, for the Irish. That, the way the season started. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that USC win, that is, they, 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 they showed some of that fortitude, that, that wherewithal. And Caleb Williams right now, he and C.J. Stroud, man, they, they look like those are the two for Heisman Trophy. I mean, it, it has turned into a two-man race, and those two guys are playing their butts off. Um, I'm excited for this final weekend. We had a, a, the last two weeks – of the college football season, the Pac-12 is going to be highlighted. And that that that's exciting, and that's great news for a conference that has been waiting for a season like this. It comes down to, will USC be a part of that college football playoff conversation? If they beat Notre Dame, they absolutely will be, and then they have a chance to go into a Pac-12 championship game and bolster their resume. And you have a Pac-12 championship game that will be damn meaningful between two really big brands in Oregon and USC, the two teams that you want to carry your water as a conference are both going to be on that stage as long as Oregon can beat Oregon State, which that's easier said than done because yes. the Bees are playing damn good football. That's going to be a, a, a phenomenal game. Either that, though, or USC has a chance to avenge their only loss of the season um, to to Utah. And for for that to happen, we know the committee loves that. And if if those two teams play right now, I think that game is decided is, is decidedly different um, than that forty three forty two game because you want to talk about a team that's dinged up the war of attrition. It's getting a lot of teams. USC seems to be getting healthy right now. Utah is getting dinged up. Oregon has been dinged up. Their health heading into not just this game, but if they end up uh, going and playing in a Pac twelve championship game, that is going to be story number one moving forward. But I'm in, I'm in, I, I'm I bought into USC. I've always kind of like. 
I've, I've been on the – that team is really damn good, and they can be great. Their defense is going to hold them back. And if they make it to a college football playoff, that is where the defenses are different, right? If they go up against a Georgia – you're not going to be able to get into those 43, 42 track meets against a team like Georgia because they've got an offense that's pretty damn good, and they will chew you up, and they have the ability to spit you out too and a defense that can slow you down. Yeah, you're probably not getting in the 40s against that defense. Yep. Um, you know, but they found a way to hold off UCLA, and as this text points out, you know, DTR can't make that last throw. That was a bad throw. That was a bad throw. And at this point in the year, um, as another text says, USC hasn't played anybody. We can't even say we can't say that anymore, you know, because we have seen this schedule where UCLA is a good team. Utah is a good team. Have Has USC had a insanely tough schedule? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But they passed the test that they've had. And the, the Utah team that they played is far better than the Utah team that what we saw Roland Dotson Stadium the other night, and that game was on the road. You play the schedule that's in front of you. They beat this Notre Dame team this weekend. They should have a spot in that college football playoff. Their defense is, is not a playoff caliber defense, but there's very few teams that are as complete as the likes of Georgia in this world. And look, man, Tennessee's a great example of this and what happened with Tennessee over the weekend. Like, you are one injury away from your team just – hitting the skids in a big way. Hendon Hooker going down, man, that, I feel so bad for that young man because of everything that that guy has been through as a player, going from a backup at Virginia Tech. He finds goes to Tennessee, waits his turn, and he pops this year. And when you want to talk about popping that guy, he, he went to the moon quickly with his rise in college football. And for him to go down with a, a torn ACL, uh, I, I feel for that young man. And it goes to show how quickly it can all just poof. It, it, it can be gone in an instant. And that's Caleb Williams for USC. If that guy gets dinged up, you're in bad news. And he's. it's not like this. the offensive line has been this unpenetrable force. He is like Houdini back there, too. He creates so much extra time. And he takes some hits sometimes. But, man, he is fun to watch because he he does create those extra second or a half a second for his guy to get open and his ability to deliver an accurate throw when pressure is in his face or when he is off balance and off script. Caleb Williams, real deal, man. And that went over UCLA. That was a game that I feel UCLA said, if we need to do X, Y, Z, if we're going to win this game, I think they did it. They created turnovers early. They jumped out to an early lead. They were getting touchdowns and not settling for three. And they still found themselves in the track meet, and that gap was erased very quickly. And because they had turnovers of their own, and that is an opportunistic defense that over now 11 games a season we've seen. That's just who USC is. That's who the Trojans are. And you have got to be so cautious with that football because they will make you pay. They make you pay better than anybody else in college football. That was a hell of a game. That was a hell of a game. That was a. A really good game. Um, down in the Rose Bowl, too. A sold-out Rose Bowl, which I love it. Because the sold-out Rose Bowl, except <laughs> with, for the 30,000 30, tarped-off seats. seats. Yeah. Other than that, though, yeah, it was sold out. So, sold that bad boy right out. Uh, in a lot of blue, too. Not just 
not just USC fans taking over. 503-250-1080. That is a fan text on uh, our circle of trust. Okay. We know if, we, if that segment can't happen if Danny's here because it would just he'd be taking his shirt off and it would be USC all the way. He'd have his chest painted right now, you know. But USC, man, they're taking care of their business. You play the schedule that's in front of you, and uh, they they pass that final that final Pac-12 test. They will be in the conference championship game now. They got to beat Notre Dame, but uh, good news for them, they don't have to go to South Bend, Indiana. Uh, they they get another resume booster. Uh, at the end of the year, they get a win over 16th ranked UCLA, 48-45. Now they got uh, a top 20 team in Notre Dame that's going to be coming uh, to the Coliseum to wrap up the regular season to keep their playoff hopes alive. Coming up next, uh, worst day on the web. I don't think that this is a bad day at all, Jeff Rust. We have a new hero. You need to meet Buffalo Man after Rust with Sports Center. <laughs> It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Alright, it's time for the worst day on the web, which I think, my man, is not a bad day at all. Uh, it's a bad day for him, but it's a good day for all of us because we need a hero. Uh, the One of the great things about weather events is, um, one, when they send the reporter out to the middle of nowhere and they're, like, waiting for the snow to happen. And then... Uh, number or Sylvan Hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hood River, Sylvan Hill. We're on the pass on over Highway 26 where it may or may not freeze tonight. Um, or when they go and they do the on-the-street interviews. We actually had a great one here that went viral uh, with remember the joggers where the 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 lady gave like the I love the feel of running and then she turns away after the interview and slips and falls on her butt. Yep, hilarious, absolutely hilarious. A uh, great comedic timing by her. Those are all fantastic. Well, a uh, Buffalo reporter um, found herself in the midst of interviewing uh, what we can just describe as an American hero. Um, who isn't even like named or fonted on this on this interview? Like they didn't even put his name out there uh, for the world to see. But these are the real problems that are affecting the people of Buffalo. All cleared up. Pretty good, but I'm running out of beer, which is a problem, and weed. But that's my own fault. I should have stocked up ahead of time, honestly. <laughs> So this legend on, uh, what was it, Spectrum News 1 in Buffalo? Correct, sir. He goes and he does his live interview and he's like, uh, they're like, uh, we've had say, seven feet of snow in uh, Buffalo over the weekend. Uh, how are you holding up? Well, I ran out of beer. Running out of beer. And weed. <laughs> it's my own <laughs> but, fault. He's just kicking himself. Nobody to blame but himself for this one here. <laughs> I mean, this legend is just out there like, walking around just like, what are you plowing the entire road for? Well, got to get my beer and my weed, okay? We're running a little low. I uh, need to find a way out, and I need to get this thing done. Should have planned ahead. And that interview right there is exactly why they should have kept that game in Buffalo on Sunday. Because the the snow did relent. They did get 
Seven was it seventy? I saw eighty inches in Orchard Park. Not yeah, but that's over the entirety of the storm. Yes. But it was like seventy inches on Thursday. Yeah, alone, like yeah. in twenty four hours, the first twenty four hours, there was like seventy inches of snow. I mean, those people like uh, a beer and weed guy. That guy's gonna find his way into that state. <laughs> Absolutely, he will not be denied entry there. <laughs> they they would have been breaking tables. They still would have been doing all their their buffalo traditions. They would have found a way to get into that stadium. They could have like you know scooped all that snow and thrown it outside, and you basically could have probably just you know walked up the snow banks and gone over the top of the <laughs> just stadium. Make a ramp, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the way up and in. But the the images from that storm uh, that was a that was a wild snow event and they moved that game to Buff or Detroit which the Lions had a fantastic tweet um, about yes. it. Um, <laughs> please, important number emergency numbers are by the phone. Uh, but please do, turn the lights off when you leave and don't break any tables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a, a a plus one by the Lions and uh, the Bills. Handled their business against the the Cleveland Browns. It was the, weird to see two teams playing, you know, that stadium. But for I, Lions fans, it must have been nice. I mean, you were guaranteed to go to an NFL game in Detroit, yeah. and the Lions wouldn't lose. Yeah. That's a guarantee. <laughs> and the Browns with a late cover. <laughs> the Brown, the Browns with the backdoor cover there. Nice little Thank weekend. You. That was my one win for the weekend. Was it? Yes. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Your darn Patriots cost me one with a block in the back. We've got to talk about that game. Yeah. we got to talk about that game. Um, we we also have, we're staying on the web, too. We talked earlier about the uh, the World Cup going on in Qatar, which in one thing that I love about the coverage of the World Cup, um, on the TV that I'm watching right now, they signed off and they threw it right to Judge Judy, already in progress. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you insert the gif of Judge you know, Judy tapping her, tapping her the yeah. watch on her wrist, right? Yeah. Hello. This is where the sh- the shoulder programming. This post game is going to be fantastic. I can tell you what J- Jim Har- Jim and John Harbaugh's dad, old Papa Harbaugh, is going to be pleased. His shows are on because you cannot deny the people of what they want, which is Judge Judy. Judge Judy the Shindlin. Oh my goodness. Um, no, we have a we have an update to the beer situation. Budweiser has officially um, spoke on what what they will do with all of the beer that Qatar is saying they will not be allowed to sell in in the World Cup venues. The winning country of the World Cup gets basically this warehouse full of beer. Ooh, I don't know what happens like when you give it to a country, like. Is it just the first person that you see? <laughs> is it is it the president who then distributes said beers to entire nation? Hey, are you what? Welsh? Here you go. Yeah. yeah. How does this? Is are they just going to have like the Budweiser plane just come flying over the country, just dropping it like it's some humanitarian effort? How do you how do you just distribute a warehouse full of beer to a winning country? Operation Budweiser drop. Yeah. Is, are you going to just put pallets of Budweiser along the parade route? That's probably the answer. Is you just line the streets with Budweiser pallets, and whoever wants to come and grab one. Go ahead and do it, because the odds are it's not going to be in a country that they card, right? Probably going over to Europe. You know, you go just grab yourself a beer, yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> you got your driver's license yet? Here you go. Have some Budweiser. Oh, man. 
All right. Here we go. Um, let's get back on the sports train. Uh, we've got an incredible event that's coming uh, to Moda Center, Memorial Coliseum, and the Child Center. Um, and we got a little, we got a little something, something for you next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. I felt the air rise up in me, kneel down and clear the stone of leaves. I wonder out where you can see. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. The fan. All right, the uh, PKI, the Phil Knight Invitational, the Phil Knight Legacy. Those two tournaments are uh, happening this weekend in Portland. The Phil Knight's Legacy Men's Basketball Tournament uh, in the uh, at the Moda Center Memorial Coliseum. Uh, the Women's Tournament Child Center. It's this Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, I'm going to tell you right now: if you text. PKI two five zero three two five zero ten eighty. Right now, you can enter yourself for a chance to win tickets for six sessions of the PKI and Phil Knight Legacy men's and women's basketball tournaments happening the twenty fourth through the twenty seventh at Moda Center Memorial Coliseum and the Child Center. Uh, message and data rates apply. Uh, please don't text and drive. Visit ten eighty thefan dot com for more details. Uh, we have got. I mean, and honestly, this is one of the premier basketball tournaments. In the country, outside of the tournament. Um, and it's happening right here in our own backyard. And I'll, I'll tell you, it was one of the cool, coolest experiences going there the last time uh, when it was PK-80. And uh, they had you, – you get so close to the action and to kind of the movers and shakers of, of the basketball world. Like old Roy boy, Roy Williams, when North Carolina was here for it. He was just walking around, like, signing autographs, taking pictures of the kids. It was awesome to see, you know, you see these coaches who come out and they just go and watch the other games, you know, and they're forward-facing, out and about. And this tournament, both the men's and women's side, is going to be an awesome one. And basketball is getting us some – is giving us some great matchups, man. We're getting some really cool matchups in the in the world of college. Like yeah, just last night, we had number three Houston uh, taking on Oregon right here on the fan, and um, they do not shy away. And I think that that will be the cool thing for the twelve team playoff in college football is that if you have a bigger margin for error, you can get more money for your program by playing big non conference games like Oregon Georgia. We had Texas and better Oregon and play Georgia again with a twelve team playoff. I bet they do because it won't hurt you as bad. Um, and, and already look at it. Like, I thought Oregon, with the way that that loss happened, you lose by 46 points to start the year, the number one team in the country. I didn't think that they were going to have a chance to work their way back into that conversation, but there were some people that were willing and ready to have the conversation of Oregon being a college football playoff caliber team. Hell, they're still in the top 10 right now as with two losses. Um, there is going to be margin for error, and there will be wiggle room. Um, so when you have a 12-team playoff. I mean, look, uh, did you see the uh, FCS playoffs? No, I did not. Their bracket was released. Four teams from the Big Sky got in. It's like the SEC of <laughs> the FCS. <laughs> uh, and two of them were in the top four seeds, including Sac State, which, I mean, talk about a program turnaround. They were a few years ago. They almost lost to Southern Oregon. Uh, <laughs> they were really bad. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. And now they're one of the top teams in the FCS. 
But you had teams with four losses making that field, and that's a good thing for college football when you can sit there and say, no, teams do get better as the season goes on. They get a hell of a lot better as the season goes on in some cases. And other teams, they fall off, and they they take steps backwards um, at, as as the season progresses. But I think we're going to just get more and more good matchups across the world, and especially if uh, there was a letter from, uh, what is it, uh, Lead One, the it's athletic directors, and um, it's like a think tank type group. Yes. They sent it to the COOs of, of basically the NCAA and college sports just saying the recommendation is from them to break off college football from everything else. Yeah, and have its own COO. They should have it. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 that's what it should be. It kind of is in that the college football playoff, they run college football, not the NCAA. They don't, the NCAA doesn't run the championship for college football. It, it's the playoff. Right. Yeah. So. Completely different committee and entity. Yeah. Yep. Um, anywho, uh, get get your text in PKI. Text PKI to 503-250-1080 and enter yourself for a chance to win tickets to the Phil Knight Invitational and Phil Knight Legacy Men's and Women's Basketball Tournaments uh, right here in Portland. The Moda Center, Memorial Coliseum, and Child Center. It's all going on this weekend. Um and as this texture uh, points out, you know, this tournament's also going up against the Civil War football games. Not too smart. Uh, no, because I think it, I, it'll you'll get eyeballs no matter what. I could be mistaken, but no I, I just what. looked at the bracket, and I don't think I see any games scheduled for Saturday. No Saturday games. Yeah. Perfect. It is college football. And it is a rivalry game, man. And I think that Oregon, Oregon State, a 12-30 kick. Oh, giddy up, Buttercup. I'm, I'm excited for this one. You got... One of the best offenses in college football in Oregon. Uh, one of the best defenses in the Pac-12 with Oregon State. We're gonna get we're gonna get a good game. We're gonna get a very good game. Yeah, because the identity of Oregon State is to r- smash the ball down your throat. Oregon's run defense still remains one of the top in the Pac-12 in in, in college football. They stuff the run. And it, Oregon State. It's that pass defense that bites them. <laughs> yes, it does. But Oregon State against the pass, my goodness, they got those pterodactyls on the outside. It is That is going to be a fun matchup. Oregon and Oregon State coming up this Saturday. 12.30 kick right here on the fan. Our coverage is going to start at 8 a.m. on Saturday. All right, let's get uh, into hour number three. Hour number three, we go into the NFL a little bit more, and then we'll return to Oregon in Utah a little bit, and uh, the weekend that was across college football um, in hour number three. This is Danny and Dusty on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.